Do you want to learn how to become a millionaire? Are you committed to having financial freedom? To learn the secrets to building and managing a million dollar business, whatever it takes? Because today the opportunities are greater than ever to achieve your goals. Welcome to How to Be a Millionaire. In this show, we are on a mission to educate and empower a thousand new millionaires over the next 10 years through our nonprofit foundation at millionairestraining.org and through our fast track implementation programs at millionairesacademy.com. I'm your host, Sydney O'Sullivan. Some call me the Millionaire's Mentor because I've been building million dollar businesses for over 20 years. And in this show, I interview other millionaires in my network and get them sharing their best advice to create your big vision, discover your life purpose and legacy, build your dream team, develop a millionaire mindset, scale your business, invest for success, and manage and share your wealth and prosperity over the long term. I hope you enjoy the show. I was looking back at all the all the different uh, things that I've done. It's about not quitting. It's really that's what it's. Well, I mean, there's some things you should quit, like if it's right, not right, exactly. Um, but the uh, but if you if you just keep at it and you listen to your customers, that's another thing. Is like be mm-hmm. open to feedback. You listen to people who know what they're talking about and take their advice. This is the thing that I find. It, it, I, I work with lots and lots of, of entrepreneurs who want to scale, and some of them are ready and they're coachable. Some of them are like, you know, they're like, "Tell me what to do." You say, "Okay, this is the direction that I see as being the fastest path to cash for you." And if they take it on board and they go, "Okay, I'll do that. Just show me how," right? They will become very successful very quickly. But then there's others that just. I guess it's a mindset thing or they're, or they're not ready for the growth or the change. You've got to keep adapting. It's about resilience and being adaptable, I think, because as we were talking about, there's all these different challenges that are going to come up all the time when you're running right. any business, big yeah. or small. And, and yeah, and the ones that fight and say, well, no, I can't do that. Or, um, you know, I had a new client come on yes, a couple of days ago and she said to me, I just don't see how I could move my business online. And I went, can I give you some advice? What if you were to start changing your conversation from I don't see how that's possible to how could that be possible? And open your mind to a different kind of conversation and thinking, right? Right. Absolutely. I think I think you 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 really hit the nail on the head. Our biggest uh, our biggest adversary normally is ourselves you know and again when we're talking about you know whether you're in this class of 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 finance versus this class of fun i don't care how many millions you make you still got to live in your own head you still you're going to wake up tomorrow and be that same person in your head that you were when you weren't doing so well and if you don't take care of that it's just going to get worse because you'll be in your head even more. See, when you when you have financial issues, that kind of encompasses a lot of brain power, right? When you when you're just trying to get the rent paid and you know make that car note and get some food on the table for the kids, and every day is a struggle. You spend most of your brain cycles on that struggle. You can't even have you don't even have time to go crazy because it would take time away from all the other stuff. But if you don't deal with that person 
And then all of a sudden you get this success and the money part starts working. And now you've got the, the, the necessities. Now you're just going to be stuck with your own mind. And it can, it can be a challenge if you have not taken the time to get that mindset straight, because what will happen is we have habits that form. And even after you get some success, you will destroy your own success if you don't change your mindset. Got to do it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, okay, in the time we've got left, which is not much, I want to ask you uh, a couple of questions. What do you All see? Right. So uh, right now, um, for you, this is just personal. Uh, do you use Google? Are you using Facebook? Are you, are you using anything that really stands out for you as an opportunity that people should be learning for the future? What are the opportunities you see ahead? I Okay, so for the just like you were talking about that one person, if you have not figured it out, e-commerce, and, and when I say e-commerce, e-commerce is simply electronic commerce. There's commerce, which is, you know, face-to-face, -face, and then there's electronic. If you don't understand, after going through what we've gone through this year in 2020, that the electronic part is going to be, we're not going back. Let's just put it like this. Yes, I get it. You know, it, you know, conferences will come back. Yes, they will. We will do that. But it's not going to be the same. It's not like all of a sudden, all the stuff we did in the virtual world is going to go away. See, so people have gotten very used to engaging virtually, learning virtually. And if your business model doesn't include some online components to it, you're just setting yourself up to fail. It's only going to get deeper and deeper from here. What we did is we leapfrogged five years into the future with COVID. That's what happened. What it, what it took for e-commerce to be 15%, literally from 15% to 25% in one year. We've leapfrogged into the future and that's not going back to the way it was. So you got to get yourself prepared. You got to get your business prepared for electronic commerce. The new commerce is not the computer. Let me say that again. The new commerce is not the computer. It's this, it's the phone. And I'm not talking about, I remember people were talking about the phone 2016, mobile this, mobile that. It's not even that, it's not even an option anymore. Everybody just uses this. And the more you can put this into your game, whatever it is, I don't care whether you're doing, you know, hard sales, soft sales, all of us are selling something. Make sure that it's easy to control and to purchase with this phone. That's the most important thing you can do for your business right now. Because literally the phone I think is gonna be around for a couple, only a couple more years, only a couple more years. But I really believe what's going to happen, of course, are these things, right? You got your digital watch, you got your wearables, right? But the digital watch has to attach to something and it attaches to this. See, I mean, it's, it's all coming together, folks. The electronic commerce is the new commerce. There is no separation anymore. That's my thing. 
That was awesome. Thank you. That was like, ooh, juicy. That's like really, really good. Um, but it's interesting because when, uh, so I'm in the event business, I was running live events. I was making hundreds of thousands doing live events. Yep. I was having a lot of fun. I was running retreats. My clients loved it. I loved it. It's like getting paid to have parties, make new friends, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and people got their books written and we masterminded their business. It was awesome, right? Yep. So, um, but then I got caught out because my clients couldn't travel anymore. I was having people were coming from all over the world, right? And suddenly all of us that were running events. Uh, so a lot of us moved online very quickly, moved on to Zoom. Um, and seriously, like the people that, that, that my listeners are going to be getting access to from, you know, these, I'm going to be bringing in people that have just been making millions faster than they've ever made them before, right? And has that been the effect on your business? Like, did you, I know you had some challenges because you had a retail, a, a physical product, but. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I do those, I do those things too, you know? So we, we yeah. get with people that do, you know, e-commerce products, online products, we do masterminds and, and the whole nine. What, what I figured out and what, well, not figured out, but what ended up happening is that we would limited, we had, we would limit the space, right? We would say, okay, well, we're going to do, you know, this, this mastermind thing and only 20 people could come. So we went to Bali, you know, and we got the place and had 20 people, right? And that was high end and never ever considered that I could put a hundred people in virtually. So now I see next time that we go to Bali, I'm taking way more people. Some are going physically, some are going virtually, right? So you can expand the reach of these kind of very intimate events, still going to be very intimate, but we're going to add a digital component to it. So I think you're going to be able to expand even those kind of uh, businesses. I did a, 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 a thing with HubSpot. Um, HubSpot does their conference every year. I was a speaker at the conference this year and I was really disappointed because I was like, oh, darn, we're not gonna get to do it for real. They're gonna have to go virtual. Do you know I had 1200 people in my room for my breakout speech? Normally, if I got 200 people in that room, that would have been max. They would have been somebody standing at the door saying they can't get in, right? Yeah. I had 1200 people. That reach, they did, normally they do 200,000, I mean, 20,000, they did over 100,000 people at that one event. So I think people are waking up and they're like, yo, there is a component here that we're going to be able to expand our one-on-one -on -one kind of uh, uh, events and have some virtual audience as well. Yeah, so we're, we're expanding to TV. You and I were talking about that multiple. Yeah. TV networks, radio, uh, podcasts. So what what has happened is from not having used to keep me really busy running my live events, but it's freed up all my time now. It's freed up my time, and I'm and I can now reach way more people with, with as you said, with uh, so, um, so. I have a, a concept that I've developed, which I call it like the stacking box uh, information marketing, which is uh, you know one set of interviews can become podcasts summits, TV shows, yes. radio shows, books, magazines. It's, there's unlimited potential, but you've got to be systemized. How important are systems in your business? 
systems, systems. You have to have systems. Well, I'll tell you what, you don't have to have systems until you're ready to bring people on. All right. You can have zero systems and run it yourself. But as soon as you want somebody else to be on your team and you start building a team, if you don't have systems, you it's going to all fall to pieces. So the first person I ended up hiring was somebody to write my systems. I'm not a good systems person. I've got my, I do this after that, after that, but I'm not going to write that down. So I literally hired a virtual assistant and her job was to do nothing but shadow me and write it down. And she put the systems together and Great. put it out there. And then that's when I started bringing my virtual team in. Here's the system. You just execute on my system. You have to have systems in place because once you have that system in place, then you can optimize, right? So you're doing it this way, this way, this way. Then you can see, oh, you know what? If we just skip this step and put this step in here, and then we can skip these other two, now we can make it more efficient. If systems bring efficiency, without systems, you won't be able to make it efficient, you know? And without systems, you can't, you can't bring scale. In you can't scale without systems. You can't scale. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, one of the main things that I teach people to do, and this is what we're all about. We're trying to, we're trying to show people how to go from six to seven, seven to eight, and it's all about scaling. So get some things working right, get all the spokes in the wheel working right, and then, then you can expand when you have it running smoothly, right? You can yep. then grow. Um, so we, I want to talk about the uh, systems that, that we're going to be offering our listeners and stuff, which is your super cool uh funnels right so um so we didn't really talk about this at all but for years i've been helping people build their celebrity brand write books uh start getting their you know building up their me their media and social media and i've said to web designers over the years look could you just create a templated system for me because everybody needs if you're building your personal brand and we touched on this a little bit with your story where you uh, you made you became successful as the, the bandana king, and then you, uh, you you started getting asked to speak at conferences and everything. Somebody offered to write you a book, which became a bestseller, and then you started realizing the value of your personal brand as a consultant, speaker. You know, and you you're paid for a lot of those keynotes, right? They they yeah. bring on, they pay for your flights, and they pay top dollar to have you there in your hotels. So. For that, in my experience, because I've worked with a lot of speakers and helped them build their brands, they must have a website. You you need to have, if, if you want people to take you seriously and hire you to be a speaker or yeah. even, to, even to come and speak at their networking events or their meetups when we get back to all of that, it, they still want to be able to Google you and find that you have what I call a celebrity brand, which is you can self-create that. I mean, we have, since the internet, it's amazing. Like, I remember I met somebody years ago, gosh, probably about 10 or 15 years ago, who said to me, when Google was just starting to really emerge, you know, and, and uh, they said, here's my card, you can Google me and find out all about me. And so I went on Google and there was like, she dominated page one, two, and three of Google because mm. she figured out really quickly how to get herself like a, a, all over the place, get herself on different websites, you know, um, that, well, basically, there's a lot of different things you can do. You can, if, yeah. you, if you put an effort in, you can get yourself on Wikipedia, IMDb. You can get yourself on, uh, you know, all these other places. Well, the easy ones, the super easy ones to get started is your own website. Uh, LinkedIn, optimize your LinkedIn profile because LinkedIn ranks really high on Google. 
Facebook, have a Facebook page, right? And put a little bit of effort into that. And then maybe a Twitter account. But those are the things that are gonna come up when people Google you, when they Google your name, they're, when they wanna find out if they should hire you or bring you on as a speaker or as a consultant or as uh, what, I, well, you know what I'm saying? It's like if you yeah. build your personal brand or even hire you for a job or um, you know, bring you into, like one of the easiest ways to learn how to be a millionaire is go and offer to work for free for a millionaire and say, teach me, mentor me, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. If you, but if you want anyone to take you seriously and you want to think about building your personal brand, you need to have those main components, which is some clarity over your message. You know, what, are you, what is your sweet spot? What's your speciality? Uh, your genius zone, whatever it is, right? Yes. And then uh, you need to have a personal website. So you have developed a system for authors and speakers to have a website very reasonably. Um, yeah. So what's the link again so people can go over? It? We're going to have it on our, on our, but if anybody's listening to this on the podcast, uh, what is the link? Pro Speaker Funnels. Pro Speaker Funnels. Dot com. ProSpeakerFunnels.com. Great. So we'll have the link there for you. But uh, so we're, you're developing a whole series of, of these funnels. They're very reasonable. And they're, you've, you've done the hard work, which is all the things, the main things that they need to have to get started, right? And then they're adaptable after that. Yeah. I mean, you just bring your content. What, I, what, what ended up with me is that I did so many, you know, speaking gigs. And you would sit in the green room or like you said, at the bar and you would start talking to people that were other speakers. And I'm like, so what's your business model? And you know me, I'm a business guy. I'm not, I wasn't just a speaker. I was the e-commerce. I'm like, what's your, you know, when you're not on stage, how are you making money? And a lot of people were like, I'm always trying to book on stage. And I'm like, but you have a back end, right? And they just really didn't have all that part together. So when I was putting my parts together, I ended up creating these speaker funnels. And that's what I turned into a product, Pro Speaker Funnels. It will help. It's not for pros. It's to make you look like the pros, right? And automate your business, which is the knowledge business. And turn your speaking into a full-fledged business, this will add a zero to your income, period. Awesome. So I just wanted to make sure that people knew about that because it's really solves a huge problem. Even I came to you yesterday and said, hey, you know what? Why should I hire somebody to build me one of these? You've done the hard work. Why don't we just plug one of yours and on my front end, right? So um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, you're the systems. Well, you got the systems and I, I don't need to develop all my own systems when somebody's already done the work. And that's a fast track uh, methodology. So, Boom. all right. So you've told us what's in the future. That is very cool. And it's funny because when, when you were, I said, you know, I was in the live event business. Most of my clients moved online. I had one client who had 240 retail outlets, but luckily they also had been building up an online side of their business because the retail outlets got terribly, they went, a lot of the cities where they were, were in, went into total lockdown. So the the online business has actually saved them, but and they've been really focusing on building that up. It has products on it. So, um, but I, I started saying to some, so one of the other guys that I've interviewed for for this series is a guy who develops apps. You know, he's a, an app developer, and I I called him right away and said, 
what if the internet goes down? Like I was thinking with everybody moving online, some places the internet's not that stable. I was in Australia and we had just, they had just finished putting a, a national broadband network through the country, uh, but before that, our internet was not all that stable, right? So, right, right. Uh, and I started saying, gosh, you know, with everybody moving online, you know, what, what happens? And I said, maybe we should all be developing some kind of app as well so that we can, because for, for those of us, we're telling people you should build a list of customers, right? That's one of the fundamentals is get clear on your product and then build a list of customers, but then start thinking about that risk control, which is uh, damage control, which is like, if the internet goes down, how are you going to communicate with them? Do you have their phone numbers, right? Get them on an app. Uh, you were saying um, any any other ideas you can think of that it's important? Yeah, I, well, Messenger is a good one now. You know, a lot of people. Messenger is definitely a good one. Texting, I I really love text. You know, uh, Messenger is a form of text, but it's not totally. Don't miss out on both of those because you know you can have them both. They can be on your Messenger, but if you can get that phone number and you can be in their text, it's 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 just beautiful the amount of response that you can build and get. Because look, even if I'm on uh, Messenger or any of these other things, I'm still distracted or I still have the ability for somebody to distract me. But when you got their text number and you're starting to get that one-on-one -on -one kind of vibe, you it's it's an audience of one and I love that. Yeah, so one of uh, one of my friends is doing. Um, he had to move his uh, his live event business online. He's moved on to Ever, Evergreen webinars, which is mm -hmm. getting people. Um, you you create your get your sales message into a webinar that runs um, on automatic. You know, automatic, like people, yeah. People can choose to watch it at a time that suits them, which yep. is one of the problems with a lot of the things that that are done on webinars that you have to do it. You know, at their schedule, at the speaker's schedule, but. An evergreen webinar is where you can put it onto an automated system and then people can watch it when they feel like it. They have found that because now the people can choose up to about 80 times a day uh, to watch the, their, their overall sales have gone up dramatically. They have um, the they have a team that calls everybody who didn't watch the whole who didn't buy from the webinar. They make an offer in the webinar. Anybody who didn't buy gets a phone call and they have now picked up uh, probably double or triple the revenue just from a friendly phone call. Can we help? Boom. Right? Because they showed an interest in the first place to register for the webinar. Exactly. And, and then, then, uh, then they're just doing a very friendly, just friendly, hey, can I, because I find from my, uh, my client base tends to be older. I, I, I try to work with a lot of 70 year olds, sort of 50 to 70 year olds, people writing their books who, you know, really want to get their story out. They don't like messenger then they're not that technology savvy they don't like it they find it intrusive so you have to kind of um find the right method to communicate with your clients that works for them and for them they like a phone call right yeah absolutely you got to know your audience know your audience well john lawson you are awesome and um, <laughs> that's going to be your new motto and uh thank you for so much for being a part of this you, you you're incredible i love working with you can't wait to do more Dude, man. That was that easy. I thought this was going to be so hard. We had a great conversation. Thank it's you. It's never hard between you and I. We, we could talk all day. Thank you so much. You made it easy. Thank you. And uh, thanks for all that gold, all the gold nuggets. And if anybody wants to reach you, please give us your, web, your website where they can find you. JohnLawson.com or just search Colder Ice. One word. Colder Ice. You'll find it. 
Thank you. You rock. Hi, this is Sydney, and thanks for listening to the show today. If you liked today's episode, please let us know. Hit the subscribe button so you can get updates on our new episodes. Leave us a comment or review. We love all of your feedback. Share the show with your friends, and most importantly, come introduce yourself at our free online community at millionairestraining.org.